Hey, it's Marthea Pitts. Welcome to my podcast where I talk about all things mission-driven work. As a three-time award-winning workforce development career counselor, I am on a mission to help more professionals like you get into good quality, good paying jobs that align with your personal and professional areas of interest. Here on my podcast, I share stories about my career journey, interview rising and well-established change makers, and provide tangible strategies and techniques to increase your career confidence and clarity to create the career you dream about. Be sure to take a few minutes to follow my podcast and visit my website at macroandpaid.com to grab my free e-course and connect with me on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach. Now stay tuned because this is going to be a good episode. Hey, 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 it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and I am back for another episode of my podcast, Macro Social Work Your Way. So look, I recorded this podcast episode, I think Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, and then when I listened back, like you could, it it just wasn't good. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm going to record it again, and I'm just not getting back around to it on Saturday, November 11th. So let's do this again. Um, A few times I'm just like, maybe I'll talk about something different. But no, I think for the most part, I want to talk about the same topic as far as the work that you do lives on even once you leave out of case management jobs. Why do I bring this up? So I shared this in my Instagram stories on Sunday. And that's why I came. I was I was going to share it with y'all on the podcast. And the thing just didn't work out. But everything happens for a reason. So Sunday, last Sunday, I was invited by a former co-worker of mine that I worked with many moons ago <laughs> when I worked in the Workforce Development Center as a career counselor. And um, he invited me to a banquet that he was hosting um, along with uh, several other people. And so he invited me and several other people to come and speak individually about um, like goal planning, attainment, things like that along the lines, but more real world context. So he invited me, I attended it. It was almost like a mini family reunion because even though I'm connected with him on social media, we interact all the time, at least once a week. I haven't physically laid my eyes on him in years, right? Um, so that was a reunion in and of itself. Then also another co-worker, former coworker of mine from that same Workforce Development Career Center was there um, it's because she was catering the food. They had hired her to cater the food. Again, this is someone that I'm connected with on social media. She likes and reshares all of my VMSW coach posts all of the time. She leaves loving and supportive comments. So again, it was a family reunion. When I saw her, we just hugged and it was good, right? It was, it was a good, it was a good day. So what I shared in my Instagram stories. And if you're not connected with me there, if you are on Instagram, connect with me there um, at the underscore MSW coach. If you're not on Instagram, connect with me on YouTube at the, um, them, the MSW coach. So what I shared in my Instagram stories was the fact that 
I was, I had already, I had finished my speaking portion, right? So I had already done my part and um, we were done. We were in the banquet part of eating and fellowshipping and all of the things. And I was sitting at the table and this lady walked up on me. I didn't even know she was up on me until she started talking, right? Because I was just that into my food. Like, this is a secret between us. Don't tell my trainer. Like, I was enjoying my plates so much so. Like, those sweet potatoes, oh, my gosh. They were so good. And I had a little piece of cornbread. Ooh, it was so good. I wanted me, I wanted it to go plate. I was like, right there, leave it here. Just eat your, eat what you have and then go home because you know you have to go work out with your trainer in the morning. So anyway, so I'm in, I'm I'm enjoying my sweet potatoes, my cornbread, the other stuff and the other stuff that we will not name on this episode. Um, so this lady walks up to me. I don't know she's there until I hear her voice and what she says. And so she's like, Hey, Miss Pitts. So I don't, she didn't even say, hey, it was Miss Pitts, right? And so the minute I hear someone call me Miss Pitts, I know they know me from my job when I worked on the South Side, right? I, I know that because I went by Miss Pitts, right? And that's what everybody knew of me as. I was um, in my case management career counselor role. I was in a lot of direct contact with hundreds of career seekers each day, each week. Um, one For one very specific reason, I was promoted three times in that organization. The second promotion, one of my roles, because I was the newbie on the team, right? It was because I was a new person. And then eventually over time, it was because I was good at it. And I actually enjoyed it, even though I still had to do all of my other work on top of doing it, but I enjoyed it, was that I was responsible for facilitating the weekly, um, uh, how, what do we call it, orientations, orientations for participants where I would um, educate them about their rights and responsibilities as a part of being mandated to participate in the federal workforce development program. I would educate them on how the program worked, the supportive services we offer. I would um, sign them up for specific career assessments and connect them with resources and referrals that they may have needed before they were technically assigned to their assigned workforce development career counselor, the other people on my team. I enjoyed it. I would actually, this is where I learned. See, I always tell you, your, your frontline experiences really do position you to do larger macro work. This is where I learned about the law that mandated the existence of the program that I worked in because every week, Two to three times a week, I think it was. I think I facilitated that orientation session two to three times a week. I would have to read through in my own words the actual law, the personal responsibility, something or other, something or other. They call it Prower, Prower Act. 
I would have to read through the law and explain the rights and responsibilities of the career seekers under the law. Also with that, I had to read through that law and read through several other federal policies and mandates to synthesize that information and then interpret it and apply it to them in a way that they could understand. So what that looked like was me giving them a really detailed, because if you're going to sign up for the thing, I want you to know what you're signing up for, especially being that I knew the ins and outs of the program. And I've talked to y'all about that on different episodes, right? I really wanted people to understand what they were signing up for as a part of getting these social support services. So what that looked like is I would detail to them about when the actual law changed, when the program changed from being a um, an entitlement program to a program where you now have to do this work activity to get the benefits. I will also be required to break down to them the different sanctions and penalties that come along with if you don't sign up, if you don't do the work activity um, that you are mandated to do, then your penalties will be sanctioned and benefit, um, like sanctioned and stopped, and how it could potentially affect them and their families. All in the all under the way I was doing it, right? I don't know how other people were doing it. I know why it was there. We're not going to get into that. But the way, the reason I was doing it and the reason I did it was so much detail, but plain language detail. And the reason I I really put my all into it every time that I facilitated that workshop. Wow, I forgot all about that workshop. I just <laughs> forgot all about that workshop. I used to do it three times a week. It would be a few hours each week. Oh my goodness. I forgot all about that workshop. But the reason I would do that is so they knew what they were signing up for, right? What do I always tell you all? Many of you are stuck in jobs that you don't like because you don't have enough information to make well-informed career decisions. That's the same with anything in life, right? You maybe want, know you want to go get, go buy a new car, but you're like, I don't know about the car. I don't know if I can afford it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You're making those decisions, especially not knowing, can you be financed for the car? What's the lowest interest rate on the car? Have you talked to your banker about um, getting a pre-approval for the car? Like you're just assuming and assuming the worst because you don't have enough information. So I would really, really put my all into those workshops because because right because that's what's right right so we were required to do it but i always did it with a high level of excellence i took care of those people like they were my like it was my family coming in for those benefits so anyway that was a tangent for y'all because i forgot all about those workshops my goodness okay so the lady walks up to me. Let me get back to the story. <laughs> so the lady walks up to me and she's like, Miss Pitts. So when people say Miss Pitts, I know they know me from the South Side. I look up and I'm like, you know, y'all know it's case managers because, you know, we see dozens and dozens of people day in, day out, month after month. And at that time, my caseload used to be like a holding tight at 120. That was that was 120 people I was seeing once every two weeks in person, right? So I was looking. I'm like, 
she know me clearly because she calling me by my name, but I don't know her, right? And so she's talking to me and she was like, Miss Pitts, I haven't seen you in forever. And then that was when I remembered like, Marthea, you really truly need to, I, I don't get out in the community as much as I used to. It really started in COVID because I was working from home. By that time, I was in my second macro job. I was working remote from home in the height of COVID. And then even once COVID ended, all of my macro jobs have been remote. My macro jobs have been remote. Um, and so I work from home. So I don't go out in my community as much as I used to pre-COVID. And I was like, I remember now what used to happen to me when I would go out into the community. And so she was like, I haven't seen you in forever. As she then proceeds to give me a hug. And she was like, you don't know who I am, do you? And I was like, I said, please, I said, remind me. <laughs> remind me right and so she then proceeds to tell me that she worked with me on the south side years ago and that I helped her get a job and she was like that she was like Miss Pitts you taught me everything that I needed to know so much so that they hired me on the spot for a more advanced position than the one that I applied for. She said it was for like a management position. And she went on to tell me like what she's doing now because she got that good job and that she bought a home and that her, her children who are now adults because she even brought over one of her adult children to meet me who probably had to be like in middle school because I was at that organization for almost five years. And it's been five years since I went macro so this has been about 10 years right give or take a year or two um <laughs> so she brought over her son to me and was like you um she was like this is one of my sons and I'm like she said he's an adult now so he probably had to be like in middle school when all of this was going on and then she proceeded to tell me about one of her other adult children who she says that I helped him get a job and how well he's doing and that he is um just doing all of these great things in the world and I'm like oh my goodness right because I don't believe in coincidences and I left that conversation because then she went on to share me share with me some more intimate things about the things she was going through personally in her life. Because at first I was like, are you sure you were with me? Because I swear that's that's just Marthy of his though. I, I swear don't nobody know me. <laughs> that's like a, that's a running joke with all um, that I have with my friends. I'm like, when people be like, I know you, like you don't know me. You, you don't know me. And I have to realize that Marthy, people people do know you. Um, but I am quick to say they don't know me. Right. So I was like, are you sure it's me? Because there was somebody else that worked at the same organization with me and we wore our hair alike, right, in the bun, but we didn't look alike. And so I'm like, are you sure it was me? And she was like, but the more I looked in her face, the more I, I recognized who she was. And so she just went on to share. And then especially when she shared some sensitive information, I was like, oh, yeah, that was me because I was the only one that handled those specific types of cases, right? And she was telling me about how when she was going through that sensitive um, situation, how I really was caring and supportive to her and that I really helped her a lot. And I'm like, my gosh, I don't even remember. And 
I left that conversation and this is like a 20 minute conversation of her going on and on about how much I really helped her, how much I helped her kids and how wonderful she's doing in life now. And stories like these are not uncommon. Again, pre-COVID, I used to be in Sam's and <laughs> my old career seekers would stop me by the grates and tell me that they're teachers now and all of the things, right? These were people that came through my welfare, the welfare transition program that I worked in, that they're now teachers, credentialed teachers and all of the things. And I was just like, I feel at times like, no, I, I wouldn't say, I feel as, I feel at times that my body of work is not large enough to impact, pe impact people. But at the same time, this that conversation, her coming up to me was a great reminder. And this is my on the spot reflection right now. It was a great reminder of because I do the type of work that I do, people are going to always remember me. And then I had a conversation this week with um, one, of the, one of my past um, career coaching clients who I'm going to release that podcast episode in a few weeks or well, probably next week. I don't know. Don't hold me to it. Don't hold me to it. But in that episode, she was, she was saying like how her life has truly changed since having a macro job and making more money. And she shares it all. Like normally I don't, I, I shy away from conversations about how my career coaching clients, specifically those social workers that come through the micro to macro career accelerator, I kind of shy away from conversations around money and salary and things like that. But she was sharing it. And I was just like, I remember telling her, and I think I said it in the podcast episode, I was like, this is why I do this work. This is why I do this work. That is my mission statement. That is my professional mission statement to truly help people achieve lifelong self-sufficiency, right? Because we know the system is broken, right? We know that workforce equity is an issue. So even for social workers who want to advance in their career, we know that there are invisible systems and barriers that will prevent you from advancing. So you got to get creative and strategic to move. And that's the example that I use for that social worker, right? We were able to rapidly advance her in her career. And then with the career seeker that came up to me last Sunday, like we were able to transition her off of those benefits and, and get to a point of where she is living for herself. She's not mandated to come in and do hours and buy all the Y'all know I, I've gone through detail about that in past pod, podcast episodes, just all of the things participants had to do to get a $200, $175 a month in cash benefits, 40 hours of volunteer work. You got to be in here once every two weeks. Then you have to do this, this, and this. And it, had, it was just a lot. <laughs> and that was the mission statement I created in that cubicle 10 years ago was my mission is to help people, specifically my population, achieve lifelong self-sufficiency. That was in everything that I wrote. That was the vision that was given to me. So when she came up to me, I was just like, wow, okay. Talk about some full circle moments. Also, it's Saturday. Earlier this morning, I just got off a podcast recording with 
a CEO that I used to work under her leadership in my case management days. I didn't have that long of an opportunity to work under her because she left shortly after I got there. But the, the, the minutes that I did have with her, she's next level. And her story is very similar to lots of our stories where we start off in very what they call non-traditional spaces and situations. And she really, she saw an issue and she's dedicated her career to fixing the problem. She does the work every day. So I can't wait to release that podcast episode as well in the next two weeks. Um, I told y'all I was taking a different direction with the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm calling in a lot of the people that I personally know, people that I admire. So, so far I've had Dr. Price. I, I now have my, my new guest. I'm not going to release their information right just yet, but your work is impactful. I know you may be tired. The point of all of this story, right? I know you all are tired. I know you all are overworked. I know you all are stressed, right? And like I always say, prioritize you. But once you begin to prioritize you, and then once you're rested and you can look back on the body of your work, you will be able to say, job well done. Right. For someone to come up to me 10, almost probably 11, 11 years later and say that the services that I provided to her helped her. And again, the services that I was using to help people get jobs is nothing that I learned on the job. It was things that I was doing in my own personal life before getting that job because I had to learn how to navigate in this city where I live. That's hard to get jobs. So. I say this to you all, you all are doing wonderful work. Prioritize you, take care of you. People, your people that you serve will still benefit from your work, right? Even once you leave out of those positions and that interaction was proof of that. So real quick, I have a lot going on this week. That's another reason I haven't been able to get off to the podcast until Saturday. Um, me and my team have been gearing up for cohort 13 enrollment of the Mike Order Macro Career Accelerator. If you haven't, if you haven't heard, if you don't know, well, I think you need to like get into gear. So I'm gonna leave the link down in the episode show notes. You can click it and get on the wait list. Because cohort 13 enrollment will officially open next Sunday, November 19th. And it will be open for seven days. Cohort 13 enrollment will be open. As a part of getting on the wait list, you qualify for two very never-before-offered special opportunities. The first is you will get an invite to attend my actual live coaching call that's just for paid micro to macro career accelerator participants, you'll get an open house invite to attend our coaching call on Sunday the 19th. So you can come in and see what it's like to be inside of the community. What is it like to be coached by Marthea? All of the things. You won't get access to any of the like 
content, but you will get access to the community piece. You'll see how we spend our Sundays for 60 minutes every week talking about our careers and the next moves that we're making. Then the second opportunity is that you will be able to save $250 off of the total cost of enrollment if you enroll the first three days of that seven-day enrollment window. So I encourage you to click the link down in the episode show notes and visit macroandpaid.com and join the wait list. Join the wait list. I just sent out some pre-work to those who are on the wait list. So if you are listening to this episode, check your email. I sent you some work. I wouldn't be the MSW coach if I didn't give you homework. And then also, I, the other thing that I have going on is next Saturday, November 18th, I'm having a live three-hour workshop. The workshop title is How to Blend What You Love Into Your Social Work Career. All right, so, I, uh, so this workshop is perfect for you. This is, this is the workshop you need, okay? Listen to me and listen to me closely. This is the workshop you need if you have multiple degrees, multiple certifications, multiple licenses, and you're still like, I don't really want to do any of that, but I don't know what I want to do. This is the workshop for you. If you are like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm not certain of the population I want to work with, but I think I kind of have a general idea, right? But you really can't explain it to people. You don't really know what that looks like for you as far as work or better yet, maybe you think it's not even possible to do the thing because you're like, it's no way a job like that exists. This workshop is for you. If you have passions outside of social work, outside of like anything that social workers typically do, that you would love the opportunity to maybe figure out if you can, if it's possible to blend it into your career and use your degree to get a job doing something along those lines, this workshop is for you. So if you all saw that post that I made several months ago about how like when I log on the social work internet streets and I see people who should be in clearly be doing something in fashion because their fashions are just on point but instead they're over here doing some other stuff and I'm just like why are you doing that when you clearly love this this, this is for you <laughs> if you are a person who is a social butterfly you never meet a stranger you are a woo when it comes to the personality assessment test this workshop is for you especially if you are in positions where you sitting at a desk all day looking at four walls of your cubicle or three walls of your cubicle and you're talking to one person at a time and you feel like your like your wings are just clipped this workshop is for you if you are a person that's like I love to do, <laughs> I love to create forms and documents. I love to be by myself. I don't necessarily want to do direct practice work, but this is what I'm doing. But I really would love to just like manage my own work and do my own thing to myself. This is the workshop for you, okay? This workshop is open to aspiring social workers, current social workers, mid-career social workers, early career social workers, OG social workers, retired social workers. It may be something that you want to volunteer for. And you're like, I want to volunteer, but I don't want to be out there serving dinners. I don't know what I can do. This is the workshop for you, my, my retired 
social workers, because I know y'all listen to me. Y'all send me emails and you support me all of the time. This is the workshop for you, okay? Maybe you want to be on a board of directors or something and volunteer. You know, y'all live the retiree life. I, 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 my goal is to be like y'all one day. Maybe you want to come out your house once a month and do some type of work-related something, but you're not really sure what that could be, what that could look like for you. This is the workshop for you. OK, also, it's important to understand that I not only work with social workers, I work with people who are interested in large scale change making work. So tell a friend and tell a friend if you have someone who's in the field of public health, if you have someone who's in the STEM careers, if you have someone in the medical fields, if you have someone um, wherever they may be and they're like, I want to do more. I want to fix the problems I see in my day to day work when it comes to the people that I serve. Tell them to come to my workshop. I shared this in my Instagram stories the other day. I don't talk about it a lot, but I have, I've worked and helped a lot of people get jobs that are not social workers, get macro jobs, right? Because social workers aren't the only ones that do this work. So tell them to come and see me. My link is down in the episode show notes at macroandpay.com. So those are the two ways to work with me currently. And I'm looking for your name every day on the registration list. So it's only $25. I will send out the Zoom link and invite a few days before the event, but lock it in on your calendar. And there, are also, they, there will also be access to the replay for a few days after. Now this workshop, we will be doing work. <laughs> we will be working, right? Because my goal is to one, help teach you how to get clarity around how to blend what you love into your career, but also help you create, teach you the steps to creating a three-step action plan to start making it happen right now in your career, right now where you are. Not five years from now, not two years from now. I'm doing this so you all can get some quick wins and start working on some goals now. All right? Because there's a lot of sitting and waiting. Like I always say, y'all love to collect notes and move from one thing to the next. How many? We, we don't have time for notes. So I need you all to come to this workshop because I'm going to be offering something at the top of the year. And you're going to need this critical piece. Right. We can't we and this is especially for those who attended my job searching workshop. And I asked you all at the beginning what type of work you want to do. And you gave me like one word description sentences or two to three words. And then I had to ask you some clarifying questions. And then even deeper than that, I had to cover some stuff that wasn't even supposed to be a part of the workshop because you all said you knew what type of job you wanted. But in reality, you didn't. And you didn't know how to explain it. You don't even know what it looks like. This is the workshop you need, right? A lot of y'all trying to jump the job titles and hitting applying. You don't even know how to explain what it is that you want to do. You don't even know what the work looks like for you. You don't even know what industry you want to be in. You don't even want to know what, you don't even know what type of capacity you want to do the work in. You have to know some stuff before you can even start talking about a job title and a job post. That's how you end up in jobs that you hate. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut it out. See, she getting warmed up. This is supposed to be a reflection, a light and airy episode, but I didn't jump on my soapbox. And I really ain't got time today. <laughs> Somebody said that on a live I posted I did a few months ago because I got on there on one and she was like, you had time today. I really don't have time today. 
All right. So visit macaronpay.com. Those are the two ways to work with me. I'll talk with y'all soon. Soon. All right. Happy macro career planning. Bye.